For some reason, I'm craving a peach drink with no calories and a fact on the inside of the lid. I think it must be because this week, Patrick and I are talking about Michael, the guys, and the great Snapple caper from season three of Roswell, and then from Roswell, New Mexico, the episode Give Me One Reason. We had a lot of fun recording this one, and I hope you enjoy listening. Which is the good Superman movie? The first one, Superman the movie. What are Michael's hours at Medicam? Two, oh, 0200 uh-huh. to seven. Mm. Not, not expresses 0700, but <laughs> what are you going to do? <clears throat> uh, okay, what is the first sport Michael puts on the TV at work? Hockey? Hockey is okay. correct. That was really, I was just leaning on my Michael Guerin knowledge, really. Yep. Um, what game does Michael have in his apartment? What game? Oh, foosball. Yeah, he does. Um, and then I've got. You got a bonus question? <laughs> well, I've got, I've, got, I've got a third and fourth question, but they're sort of similar. Okay. Um, all right, here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who discovered Isabel and Ramirez? Kissing at the convenience store. Kyle. Yes. What is Kyle shopping for at the convenience store? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> um, he said his dad was out, uh, didn't shop for uh, essentials or staples mm-hmm. or whatever, and he's picking up, uh, I don't know, some like frozen something. They were ho-hos. They were ho-hos. <laughs> Kyle has a sad life in this episode. A super sad life, but hold on. Oh, though, okay, right. My, fourth question. My bonus question. My, my, my fourth question was, whose sideburns are too long? The answer is Kyle Valenti. Oh, Kyle Valenti. <laughs> he is the one having the trouble this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's working a job he hates. Yeah. Um, that's what he was doing in the last episode when we didn't see him. Was just working the job he's, he hates. Meanwhile, his dad is off learning Burnaked Lady covers. And, Burnaked Lady and nails covers. it. <laughs> yeah, that's nails true. It. <laughs> that's true. He does nail it. It's a... Uh, you you asked me as they were performing like would you have guessed in a million years yeah. that this was the and like no no way like <laughs> what is what is happening it's amazing <laughs> it makes me so happy every time and like i don't i remember it's going to happen like when we when he first says he has a small business opportunity right and i'm like oh it's kit chicker's time <laughs> and then and then we get a bare naked ladies cover yeah which is just i mean look i'm a big BNL fan. Oh, who, any, who with ears is not? I mean, I know there are people who aren't. <laughs> uh, but I always like hearing their music out in the wild. Yes. Um, even when it's one of their hits that you know yeah, got right. a, a ton of radio play. Even one week. I love hearing one week. Yeah, one week is still good. It's still good. It's still a fun song. Um, and to hear If I Had a Million Dollars in uh, this TV show, it just makes me happy. It's just... it's. It's the Venn diagram of things I love, and so it helps. <laughs> and I forget until we get to the third season because there's ups and downs in the third season. Mm-hmm. But Michael's hair is so good. It's Every so time good. I see him, and I'm like, so big, it's so big. It's so the right hair. All these years he's been yeah. searching for a hairstyle, and it's like he found it. He landed this on it. This is it. Yeah, it doesn't need to be like a weird spiky. No, mess. it does, or like a weird mullet thing. <laughs> 
He doesn't have to do it. Just grow no, it just out. just flowing locks, flowing buddy. Flowing locks. And then look at you. He made friends. I, and friends that also had flowing locks. Yes. The manager at the security job that he has has, like, identical hair. Do you think that they cast him to be an older Michael? Yes, 100%. Well, it works. I almost yeah. wish they had put a button on it and made his wife look like Maria. <laughs> Well, we barely see we his barely wife. We barely see her. She's in the background she gets taking no care of lines. the baby. <laughs> no lines. She just has to no carry a face baby. Time. No Could have been played by the same actress. That's true. We have no idea. We have no idea who that woman was. Um, but no, this is Michael and the great snapper, Snapple Caper. Snapple Caper. Yes. Snapple Caper. Snapple Caper. And probably a product placement. Gotta, Gotta be. Gotta be. I- Otherwise, why would there be so much? Because it's not just... That a case of Snapple goes missing. No, but there's Snapple logo exposure. There's talk of Snap. There's a lot of Snap. There's feels, a Snapple machine as well. It feels like product like, placement. And you know, I, I a good integration is fine with me. Yes. It does not bother me. Right. If it gets your TV show made. Yeah. Like, great. Perfectly fine. I even like some of the clumsier mm-hmm. uh, product placement. I'm sort of okay with yeah. too. Like uh, there were a lot of episodes in, especially the second season of Playing House, yeah. where they're just like casually talking about the features <laughs> of the car they're loading up, and I'm like, okay, I'm happy you guys got to make your TV exactly. show. If this is the cost of doing business, fine, yeah, fine. I will deal with it. Um, it's like, and to me, the more explicit it is, the more I'm willing to. Cause I'm like, okay, fine, it's an ad. We deal yeah. with ads all the time. I, yeah, the world exactly. has ads. It's when it's sneaky that sometimes I'm like. Do you think I wouldn't figure this out? Yeah, and this this is so the Snapple Snapple stuff is so blatant. Oh, so blatant, and all other brands are covered <laughs> or, which, or peeled or away. Peeled away, which maybe that's why I really think because that's what you do when you are sponsoring an episode. You have the power. Right. No I mean, other the, drinks. Such a strong sponsor that they named the episode that's after the intense. brand. That's incredible. That's incredible. Somebody got big kudos at. From Snapple on that one. I mean, that's like Pepsi halftime show. Yes, that's level. serious. Yeah. It's serious. Um, but th- all of this happens when Michael gets a job at Medichem. Yes. Med- and he's working for uh, a... What is Terry O'Quinn's uh, character's name in this episode? Neither of us asked I don't that trivia remember. question. <laughs> yeah. um, but Terry O'Quinn, mm-hmm. uh, who I love uh, yeah. mostly from Lost. Yes. Um, uh, well, he, plays well, because like he the, plays like a jerk in most everything else. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And he, John Locke is like, for all of his faults, like wholly lovable. A wholly lovable. I don't feel like he plays lovable. He usually plays like e- kind of evil yeah, characters. Kind of smarmy. He. So in this episode, he's got the thinnest mustache you so have tiny. ever seen, and it just like rests right on top of his lip, yep. um, which. Is the facial hair that only an asshole can yes. have, right? So they and John Waters. And John yes, Waters. Yes, and John Waters. He's the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> That's right. But it, there's a lot of guest stars in this episode. Yeah. We've got Michael Pena. We do. We've got Martin, We've got Martin Star. Star. We've got a guy who plays Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I was I was very excited watching the uh, uh like featuring or guest yeah. starring uh, just like list of actors that I know and like and even if Michael Pena and Martin Starr have almost nothing to do in this yes, episode but they're now Michael's friends okay so this is not the last time that you'll okay. see the Medicam crew oh my god thank that's that's incredible that makes me so happy <laughs> it's great like and it's one of those things 
and I'm it's sad because at least to this point we've never seen it for for Max or for Isabel. Well, Isabel had some friends early in the first season that we saw, but like yeah, sure. Michael has literally never had a friend before. Like he doesn't know what it is. He's trying to explain it to Max, and he's yeah. like, "So it's I got you and Isabel. You're like my family. I got Maria. She's my Maria." But and so I'm like, but I have this connection to these, these other. I people. care like if they live or die. Yeah, I have fun with them. Yeah, those are just friends. Those are just friends. This is just friends. And of course, Max says that, but Max doesn't know that from experience. No, because like no one, ba- basically, no one has friends other no. than M- Maria and Liz yeah. are best friends. Yes, and they had Alex at one point. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of Alex erasure going on tonight. Yeah, we're pretending that Isabel's never had a boyfriend, or never had a par- had someone she was in love with, and also never never had a. I mean, come on. She, they keep pairing her up with yeah. old dudes. And I, I, again, I don't know why in this episode, just as in the previous episode, they keep leaning on the specificity of the age difference. They really want to hammer it home. They, she is 18. He is 26. <laughs> He's got, not gotten any younger since last no. week. And, he, and she's not gotten any older, nope. except for the normal amount yeah, of getting older that one gets between episodes. But yeah, he is too old for her. But the show is not going to let that stop it. No, but it's also not going to shut up about nope. it either. Like, cause, <laughs> and I like Kyle's reaction. Just like, oh, that's a, that's a trouble. Oh, that's a problem. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about the uh, parent-child role reversal in this episode for uh, Kyle and Sheriff Valenti? I like it. I think. I mean, it makes me sad for Kyle as a person because yes. he's going through it. He, again, another person who has no friends. Yeah. And even the alien stuff, like, none of the aliens are even paying attention to him. Except for Isabel, but only really to, like... Talk about her shit. To vent her yeah. shit. Yeah. So, he he's working as a mechanic. He doesn't really dig it. He's... Not only does he not really dig it, he says it's a job that he hates. Yeah, he hates it. And they're barely paying their bills. Yep. The mortgage company is gonna come after come for them, and Jim Valenti is being kind of a lump. Yeah, he's either depressed or he got burned so bad by the uh, firing from his yeah. sheriff job that no one in town will hire him. It's not clear how hard he's trying to find a job. That's true. It's just we don't know. Yeah. So maybe he's trying and having failure, and that's what's making him so dejected. It is uh, interesting or just like thematically coherent that uh, that story is happening in the same episode as like Michael finding a job yes. too. Everybody he's got to work for a living. Yeah. But like Michael gets a, and I guess it's sort of a sham security yeah. job, right? Uh, it's so weird that he was hiring people for a job that he was knowingly trying to get everyone fired right, from. Right. He wanted to hire a bunch of dude to do's. Right, but like, why hire that fifth dude to do? You've already got four dude to do. Well, he, I don't. Although they were good, yeah, he wanted to hire a bad influence. He, I guess. he hired a bad influence. Yeah, on purpose. On purpose, and it worked. Um, but I'm just saying, like, can't Jim Valenti get a security gig somewhere? One would think. Yeah. If he tried, but he's he's not really trying, and then he gets excited about something, and the thing he gets excited about is being in a band that plays bars. Here's the thing, man. If we could be in a bare naked ladies cover band, I don't know what else I would sacrifice. 
it sounds pretty it chill. It would be pretty fun. Yeah. Honestly. I'm really thinking about it. I'm thinking about the song. Like, I'm thinking about yes. what our set list would be. Oh, man. Where do we drop helicopters? It's got to be in there somewhere. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Pilot. It would be so fun. <sighs> okay. We'll, we'll we'll make those plans okay, off that's, mic. That's some off mic stuff. I was like, can we pull this into our Boink 182 cover band? <laughs> so this is a this is a Blink-182 tribute band. Yeah. That uh, I guess we started like four years yeah, ago. Yeah, but have Boink. never never done anything with nope. it beyond never the done idea. A thing. Uh, yeah, Boink One Eighty Two, which is a perfect name. Yes. for for this exactly. Band. That's why we ha- why we can't give up this idea. Um, did you notice that Martin Starr's character was wearing a Blink One Eighty Two T-shirt? <gasps> no, I didn't. At notice. one point in this episode, so he's a fan. It was a it was the times. Yeah, it really was. It, what what else were we doing? That's what we were doing. Do you think that they knew at the time that um, Tom DeLonge would be such a UFO nut? Like, at the time that they were, like, costuming this episode to put Martin Starr's character in the T-shirt? I mean, there were, there was, there were songs. There were alien That's songs. That's right. So, yeah, Dude Ranch has, yeah. like, some sort of, like, UFO yeah. thing on it. Yeah. So, like... Maybe that was the tenuous connection at the time, but I don't think they were. I don't think they saw the future. <laughs> That's probably right. <laughs> they didn't foresee Tom DeLonge getting kicked out of Blink One Eighty Two and Matt Skiba of Alkaline Trio no, they joining. Didn't they didn't that. see that. They didn't see that okay. coming. All right. I mean, it would be amazing, but I don't think they. I don't think they knew. Um, was this episode a a Ronald D. Moore script, or was I just seeing his name? Um, but just clocking it because I don't he's a producer know. It doesn't necessarily have any of his hallmarks. Yeah, it like no big sci-fi premises. No. I, I mean, it, unless the uh, stealing biological stuff from uh, the yes, that could yeah. have a sci-fi element, but the the storyline is pretty pretty tame, pretty, ta- pretty like human. Yeah. Um, we haven't really gotten into the Max and Liz of it all. They have some super powered shenanigans. Yeah, but like very mildly shenanigan-y, right? Yeah, like, he makes a mural talk to her. Which is kind of cute. Except she can't be cool. So she's she's, she's doing working. her she's working. Yeah. And he's making the mural say hi to her and say, uh And like I wave at her you, with a I peace sign. Yeah. Or I want you. He doesn't say I love you, he says I want you. Yeah, that's right. He says I miss yeah, you and then I want, I want you. you. Yeah, I was like, all right, oh, Max. My God. And she cannot keep her cool. No. She cannot just deliver these meals to people. She's giggling. She's looking all over the place. Liz. She can't keep it. I mean, I've, I've never had, I've never waited tables. Okay. Said, uh, not, not a job that I've ever had. Um, but I feel like there are times in like every job that you have where you're like, okay, this is just, like you can't be interrupted from it. Like yep. you're just going to execute whatever the part of the job is that yep. you're doing, right? Um, and I feel like, when you have someone's food in your hands and you are delivering it to them, until the food has been delivered to them, you are in that moment of to. like nothing can distract you. You have to put the meals on the table. You don't want to like fumble them no. at the table. Of course not. <sighs> Liz. Liz is, but she's in love. She's she's in love, and also she's for you know a seventeen year old, eighteen year old. Yeah. She's had that job too long. Yeah, she's had the job a long time. Like, she knows that that's just, like, life to her. She doesn't even recognize it as, like, this is work, Liz. Yes. No, there is no delineation. Um, 
such that she goes and makes out in the back room does not miss a beat. No. <laughs> Tells her dad she's taking out the trash. She's she knows what she's doing. Um, but the rest of the there of uh, Max and Liz's superpower shenanigans, um, he's like, you need to meet me. He said he meet they meet out at this like dam or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they it is. meet at a dam. She he tells her to dress warm. Right. And they go hang gliding. He's in just the got dark. a hang glider. <laughs> but he, he yeah, the fact that it's dark is so much seedier. Yeah, and weirder. it's so weirder. Um, and it makes it feel like he stole the hang glider. He yeah. may not have stolen it. He may have rented it, but it feels like he stole it because it's the middle of the night. But where is he getting money? I don't know. He, he doesn't, doesn't have a job. Is he not working at the UFO Center anymore? <sighs> Great question. But he doesn't have money to like pay for a place no, to stay. No, he doesn't have he's, big money. Right. He's crashing at his at, at, Michael's, at Michael's place. House. And Michael, yeah. instead of just being like, sure, man, you can crash, is like, how does your car figure into this? <laughs> and Max is like, what do you want? You want to be able to drive the car? And he's like, yeah, I want to be able to drive the car. And Max is like, sure, man. Controversial <laughs> opinion. I think it's a good move on Michael's part. <laughs> Michael so rarely has hand in That's his relationship true. with uh, with Max. That's true. So, like, if he's got it and he can use that car. Yeah, bonus. I mean, uh, I'm all for it. Yeah, and all he has is that little dinky motorbike. Yeah. So he deserves it. He does. Um, but let's get back to this hang glider thing. Yeah. Because it's a real, like, what would you do scenario, right? Of, like, you're meeting up with your SO. Yes. For, and it's, it's like your dangerous SO. Yes. Um, your bad boy SO. Your bad boy SO. Uh, he's like, we're meeting up at night. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ooh, this is fun. This is dangerous. And he pulls out a hang glider. He's never expressed interest in nope. hang gliding before. You've never seen him on a hang now, glider. Now, you did tell him that you love the scene in Superman, the movie, where Superman and Lois fly through the air. Yes, so you have he, told him that. So he, there is some reason that he would think you want to get on a hang glider with him. <clears throat> yeah, what do you do? Do you get on the hang glider? I don't think I do. In if it's real life, it, yeah. if he's not super powered, the superpowers help a lot. But just like a guy, I'm not. If you are not trained to be a hang glider, I'm not getting on a hang glider with you. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's. I'm smart. not gonna jump out of a plane with you. I'm not gonna nope. do any of these things if not you're just a bungee guy. jumping with you. If you're if you're the one administering it, like no way in now, hell. If you run a hang gliding company, right? That's different. That's different. What if you run a zip lining company, but you're going to, but still it's hang gliding? Like no, those are not <laughs> transferable skills. There are harnesses involved in each. Sure, there's harnesses in a lot of things. That's true. That's true. That's true. No, I think it's the even air part. Yeah, I think honestly, if you were like a skydiver, I might be more likely to trust you with the hang gliding. I mean, that's that's kind of where I'm like, I don't even trust Max with his powers in this yes. situation because, like, he makes the wind blow around. Yes, but have we ever seen him manipulate the weather before? No, never. He's not storm. No. But he apparently is. This I will say, and this is like the show as it grows on and uh-huh. in the third season, the powers become what is useful for the story of the episode. Yeah. So like Michael's powers involve both being able to fix a v- VHS tape right, and to make ceiling fall, but not 
specifically in one place, he makes it fall in many places accidentally. Yeah, I'm kind of okay with both of those things, though, because they both feel like it's just kinetic, right? Like, he's just making something move. Uh, And so, like, blasting the ceiling... It's funny that it's not so precise that he can just knock out the ceiling. But like, what above is his attacker. Ma- what is Max doing when he does the mural thing? Is, no idea. I mean, that's the, yeah. Is that that's just is that up. like test stuff? Like, is it in her mind? Is it mind melting? There's no way, right? He can't do test magic. I don't know. It's, it's special, not clear, right? It's not clear what's happening. Yeah, like, you're right. The powers are what they want the powers to be. I feel like at the end of the first season when they were like, you don't actually have powers, you're just unlocking the potential of the human body. They have it. That is in the rear view. Yeah, that's right. That is no longer (laughs) canon, even though... (laughs) Even though it was on the show. Now, the the head canon I have for that is that Nisato said it. And now we know Nisato, ever since before they were born, was already planning on turning them in and... So now everything he said, we don't have to believe. Yeah, everything. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, so I, I think, I think that's, that's right. that's the headcanon of why that's not true. But no, the show at the end of the first season told us that they yeah. don't have special powers. They just have unlocked the potential of the human body. Right, that they're like mutants. Yes, but yeah. then the show, ever since that, has turned its back. I mean, to be fair, there are several mutants who use magic. Well, magic, there we go. for example. So... <laughs> So they're magic mutants. <laughs> they're so they're magic mutants. It's fine. Uh, let's see what else was in there. So well, we can get to the end scene, which I, for some reason, this rewatch, and I don't know if it's because we're watching on the DVD and maybe the DVD has different music. I found the music <laughs> off-putting, like in yeah, multiple scenes in the in the end in the kind of caper parts of the michael stuff it feels like royalty free kind of like placeholder music does, yeah and then under underpinning the liz's dad and maxine also just didn't it was like distracting me but i feel like that performance max's dad like that's a real acting performance liz's dad sorry yes sorry. yeah liz's dad is like he nails it. Like, he's kind of scary. Yeah. You believe him when he says, I'm going to send Liz away if you don't get out of here. Also, when he's like, man to man, where'd you take my daughter in the middle of the night? And you're kind of like, this guy yeah, might this kill guy. you. But, okay. But he's also not doing the, like, uh, like shitty TV show dad mm-hmm. thing of, like, all, you know, if, if you come near my daughter again, I will yeah, kill you. No. He doesn't say nope. he doesn't say anything stupid like nope. that. It's like, here's a real actionable threat, mm-hmm. which would probably be good for Liz. Yep. Um, and, like, I've done the homework. This is something that we can do and something that we will do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not, like, threatening him with, with violence. Totally. And he hits on the truth of it, which is Liz is in more danger around you, Max, yes. than she, yeah. she is away from you. And that's true. And, of course... Liz's dad doesn't know why that's true. He doesn't Right. He doesn't know the why of it. But he hits on it and it's it rings so true. And Max can't even argue with it. No. Like Max is by the way, Max going up against fathers lately, uh-huh. he's just taking L's. <laughs> like <laughs> every every encounter he's like, Well, I guess I guess I'll just eat shit in this one. <laughs> uh yeah, but no, it's uh, like it it's 
I another thing that I like about this uh, scene is that he's not like, "Are you fucking my daughter?" Like, no. there's no, there's none of that. Like, uh, any of these sort of like shitty angles on it, no. the, the like cliche angles no. on it, like aren't being played no. here. It's I know that you are a dangerous influence in my daughter's life, mm-hmm. um, and I have a real way to remove her from you. Yep. Uh, so if you won't remove yourself, I will make yep. it happen. Oh, it works so well. Yeah, it's real good. It's like it's. Like I said, this time for some, I think it was the music was like in my head, annoying me. But yeah, um, but no, I just I love that performance, and I think it's great that we keep that Liz's dad is played by the same guy throughout the series, and so we get like these little moments with him, and then this one is a big one. Yeah, Ryan, you mentioned it already, um, but we are watching this episode on DVD yes. because we are watching it together Woo! in the same space. Woo! I'm sure that the listener can tell. Yeah, well, I, I mean, how I would excited, hope so. How excited I would. we are! And, like, We're how happy excited. We are. <laughs> it's good to be in the same space it with is. you, Ryan. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was uh, first of all uh, a relief for me, not a relief, but just felt great to watch the show without. Uh, yeah, no commercials. commercials. Oh my god! Well, and we have had the drama, which I don't think we've talked about on the show, <laughs> but is a real drama where we yeah. never get the same length commercials. We never do. So we, and it's not. It's there's a good and bad, right? Like the good part is we get to chat. Yes. There, there was not as much chatting because there was no breaks in this. Right. But the bad thing is we're normally just chatting about, like, I hate the Charmin Bears I, Yeah, or exactly. And it's usually, like, Patrick, for some reason, with his Hulu, usually uh-huh. gets about a minute less per commercial break of commercials. Yeah. So you have to pause and wait for a minute every time. I have to watch an extra minute of commercials. I have every a theory time. on this. Oh. My theory is that Hulu knows that you have watched these episodes before. <gasps> so it's like, Ryan likes this enough that she's watching it again. Throw more commercials That's at her. That's interesting. I'm watching it for the first time, and it's like, let's not bother Patrick too much, or he might stop watching. That's true, because there isn't much you could do in an episode of Roswell to make me not finish the episode of Roswell. Absolutely. I noticed mm-hmm. this also the second time during the pandemic that Sarah and I were watching Happy Endings. Uh-huh. Uh, which would also be, I think, our third time through on Hulu, <laughs> um, that we were getting what felt like more commercials than if we were watching something else on Hulu. Thankfully, it's also up on Netflix and yep. HBO Max now. So. You can watch. You can be at three different places on three different yeah. streaming yeah. channels. Yeah, I I paused my watch because I was going too fast. Oh yeah, you got it. You got to slow. If you don't put the brakes on, you'll find yourself in the middle of season three. Yeah, just like and, that. And you're like, oh no. <laughs> This will not last forever. <sighs> um, but no, I love this. Ep- so like the last episode was pretty angsty. Yeah. And dark. Very angsty. Mm-hmm. And this episode is pretty much just fun. Yeah. Even it's the fun. depressing Kyle stuff ends up so fun. Like when you're in the middle of the depressing Kyle stuff, it's pretty depressing. Yeah. But the- we end with a bare naked ladies cover. Like it's great. Well, and the, the like parent and child inversion yes. is such like a funny, it's, it is like, like you say, dark, but like it's a, a funny dynamic yes. for the two of them to have. Mm-hmm. And like Kyle coming home in the like mechanics onesie yes. and with like these uh, sideburns that come way too far down <laughs> his face. It's just, I don't know, the, the whole thing is just like, seems like a scene out of time. Yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there's so much to like here and it's like a... It's fun in a way and like light in the way that the like Vegas episode yes. is. Um while still being like sort of alieny mm-hmm. and sort of 
Uh, like, I don't know. It just it, it felt like it was playing the character dynamics in an honest, fun yes. way uh, and not telling too big of a story. Yeah. Like, tell a nice, short, fun story. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah, fucking around at work is great. Yep. Like, I love this. Um, and just like it's such a contrast to the first episode of the season. But serves as kind of an equally good reset point. Yeah, right? totally. And it. Well, it also it gives us. It opens up the story of what what is Michael's deal this season? Because in the past two seasons, he's been trying to get home or that's been a big, that was like a huge goal in his life. And now it's like, Oh, okay. Well now he's lives here. He's going to make friends and figure out how to be a person in society. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And like, it's pretty cool. Exciting. And, and with last episode really set up what Max's story is. It's like this, you know, Romeo and Juliet thing. Right. And so, yeah, I I think we've certainly gotten hints of what Isabel's will be. Um, that it's that she's eighteen and she's dating a twenty six year old. Sort of a bummer. Two episodes in a row with no real Maria story. That's true. I will say her stuff that she gets. To, I mean, she got to do fun stuff in the last episode too. But in this episode, I do think her whole thing of like hanging around, <laughs> waiting so she could see Michael's little uniform. <laughs> Yeah, that's cute. And also the the scene that she has with Michael yeah. after he gets fired mm-hmm. is great because she has this like incredulous distance from yep. him at that point where she's like, I don't know, you fucked up. <laughs> you, fuck, you This is indefensible. You got I don't, all those I don't know people fired <laughs> while she is drinking a Snapple. <laughs> Which is my favorite part of it. Yeah, it's yep, like yep. she's like, "Oh no, you really screwed like you screwed up. Like you stole that sna- Snapple, but she is drinking a Snapple." Well, I mean, what are you just going to not <laughs> drink the diet peach Snapple when it's right there? Um, do you remember your relationship to Snapple when it was a uh product that we were all like regularly exposed to around the turn of the century? Um, yes, there was a Snapple called Mango Madness. Yeah, okay. I really liked it. So if I could get that Mango Snapple, I would. I, w- I never bought a case of it and had it in the fridge or anything. No, that seems crazy. I, I feel like a Snapple is a very, uh, you're at like the, there's like a, a, a cafe in your yes. hometown and like you can get the Snapple. Or like the bagel the, place the or yes. like yes. would have a case with Snapples. And so that's my Snapple connection. Though, and maybe I'm thinking of Nantucket Nectar. I thought Snapples all had something written on the inside of the The Snapple facts. Okay, well, in this episode that we just watched. Oh, you're right. They, uh, I wanted to call him John Locke, but we don't know his character's name, so let's call him. Terrence Quinn. Terrence Quinn, let's call him. (laughs) Finds the the lid of the Snapple, and it's a whole thing where he shows the inside of it, and then the outside it says Diet Snapple. But the inside should have a fact on it. Do you think they had to make him special? Oh my god, maybe. I mean, I wonder if I wonder if had they revealed a Snapple fact that the person who wrote that Snapple fact would have gotten a co-writing uh, credit yeah, on the you episode. Yeah, <laughs> So yeah, they had to find a blank but that is weird. Okay, so because when that happened, I was like, "Wait, I thought they all had things in there." They definitely do, okay. right? We're not because Nantucket Nectar also like has, has something some, about Nantucket, some Nantucket, right? Nantucket bullshit. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Who, who indeed cares? <laughs> Snapple facts were like just totally random trivia, yes. right? And I remember the Snapple lady. Yeah, I remember Snapple lady too, where she was like the she ran like the the comment. Yeah, or like the helpline. Yeah, something like that. 
<clears throat> are we combining this with like the Maytag repairman? Did they ever get together? I ship it. <gasps> I ship it. I ship it. I think it, it would be very one. cute. Um, they like accidentally call each other. Well, so May- Maytag makes refrigerators, right? Snapple for Snapple. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know that there's like a Snapple brand. But I wanted them to talk on the phone first. Yeah. yeah, they do have to talk on the phone first. You're right. But yeah, I mean maybe it just starts off that her Snapple fridge breaks. Right. So she calls the repairman. Right. Who is not used to getting calls because no. Maytag appliances and, are so reliable. And she asks him about his day. Because no one ever does. No one ever. Because no one talks to him. And he's got, you know, he, because uh, he's got kind of a boring day, right? Yeah. So he's just sitting there, but he's been reading the newspaper, right? Because that's part yeah, of it, yeah, right? Yeah. He's just like sitting there with the newspaper yeah, yeah. open. So he's got all these random facts <gasps> that he can tell she her. She loves about. facts. And she loves random oh, facts. This is perfect. There we go. Right. This is a good chip. I mean, we are now, we did just like slip into same day shipping, <laughs> but it's fine. I look, I feel like we need to bring this one to same day shipping at some point because it's such a, a solid It is chip. really good. Well, we can spring it on them. Um, okay. This is a fun episode. I feel like we've covered the big things. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of. Are you tiptoeing around like future things that were teased in this episode? Not really. I mean, there's like a couple things that I can't wait for you to find out. Yeah. But you will find them out when you find them out. Yeah. So one of the things was that Jim Valenti fronts a bar band. (laughs) So that already happened. So we get more of the kit shickers. Yes, this is not the end. It's That's not great. the end of the Medichem boys, and it's not the end of that. Which, to me, as a Michael fan, it's so exciting to see Michael have friends. And kind of get, like, pushed into the the spotlight here, yes. right? Like, not that he's not, like, a proper main-ass character right. in the rest of the show, but, like... It's nice to see him develop his own corner of adventures that totally. really have nothing to do with the rest of the crew. Exactly. And that he has to kind of figure out his own morality in that. Yeah, totally. And it's not Max telling, even though Max does kind of try to counsel him, <laughs> but Max is in his own world. So he's just Max like, has no fucking he's like idea. that's not an idea, but Again, go Max, enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Does this fit into the like sort of uh Uber canon of Martin Starr TV appearances all being the same character? Wait, I didn't know about this. So, um Bill yes. from Freaks and Geeks yes. can very easily become whatever his character's name is in Roman in uh Party Down. Oh, that's the darkest timeline for it's Little pretty, Bill. It's pretty I don't dark want for that. Little Bill. But I mean it's dark for Roman too. All right. Did he spend, you know, I think it could be one year in Roswell. Because I do think this guy is between I think he I think I think is he's monk. I always get monk and fly confused. Okay. But I believe he is monk. He is sweeter mm-hmm. than, than Roman. Than Roman. But he is beginning the, you know, the world of jobs that abuse you. So, all right, you know what? I think he could be on the continuum. Like, it does does feel like it's part of the journey. Yeah, I still don't want this for Bill. sweet Bill. The sweet, he was (laughs) the sweetest. I know he is. Let's watch Freaks and Geeks. Okay. (laughs) Wait, but first we have to watch Roswell, New Mexico. Uh, Let's do that instead. Okay. Okay, so between a 
bare naked ladies cover yeah. in the first episode uh-huh. and this episode ending with muzzle by the smashing pumpkins yes. i am ev- living in my like mid 90s uh <laughs> pop rock hog heaven i could not be happier i'm so glad to hear the music that i'm hearing i will say this episode of Roswell, New Mexico. Fucking weird. Weird, but nailed the last five minutes. Yeah, true. Like, the last five minutes retroactively make it an episode I really like. <laughs> but the first 50 minutes, I wasn't 100% here for this. No, there... Okay, so we have complained in the past on mm-hmm. this show yes. about the way they tackle the history or like yes. the mythology on the show. And it's always better when the show is like... In the now, reacting mm-hmm. to uh, things that are happening both in like the world now yep. and in the world of the show now. Yes. But this was all so, so much alien mythology. So much here. alien mythology. Should we at this point issue a blanket spoiler warning for Loki and Lost? Because I feel like we're going to talk about both. <laughs> I think that's fair. I okay. think it's fair and possibly necessary. Okay, so part of the problem. Yeah. And again, it's solved by the last five minutes of the episode. But part of the problem is we are getting all of this information from Jones, right. who we have no reason to trust and no independent verification on anything he says. Right. Which puts him in a very similar position to a lot of the Ben that we know yes. in like seasons two and three of Lost mm-hmm. and in the same position as He Who Remains at the end of Loki. Yes. Where you're like, here is an individual who is saying a lot of stuff and the show is putting too much pressure on this one person's performance yes. to tell a story that should have been dramatized, through, but whatever. Through a cage. Right. In that, not in those other two examples, right. but in this example, through a weird multicolored cage. So we don't even get like, because I think that um, the actor is performing it fine, but I don't think Maybe. we're getting- I don't think that's his strength really though. Like there's the the actor who plays Max is yes. so good as Max. He is great, Max. Um. But like when he's given the sort of like again like the the reason I wanted to like shout out yeah. Loki right away is that like as as Jones he is doing the like Jonathan Majors hundred uh, percent he who remains like this sort of like highfalutin like slightly affected like mm-hmm. a little bit effeminate like sort of yep. like posture um and like speaking in these like grandiloquent phrases yes um and like that is so not Max. No. And maybe maybe that's, my brain is just having a hard time like. Again, because of the cage, I feel like I'm not even seeing the performance. <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing like him in the shadows of a cage. I, 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 I don't know. And it, to me, I guess that's part of it is it feels more, and, and this is, I, I won't even say it doesn't feel like Ben because Ben was so, riveting yeah even when you felt like you didn't believe it or you didn't know if you could believe it it was still riveting i was not riveted no well like i think all the time about uh there's a scene in season two of lost where Mm -hmm. they've got ben uh like down in the he's been beat to shit by like saeed or whoever um (laughs) could have been anyone (laughs) saeed or sawyer or john um and uh, he's down in the hatch, mm-hmm. and they're, like, letting him out of the closet so, like, he can tell them, like, stories. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's all made-up stuff about, mm-hmm. like, he's Henry Gale. He's yes. from Minnesota. He came here in a balloon. Um, and uh, there's a, a part where he's talking to Jack and Locke, I think, at the mm-hmm. same time. 
Um, and he's like, oh, you know, I guess like if I was one of these other people that you were talking about that I probably would have done this or put it on this. Yeah. And like it gets sort of like more sinister yeah. as like he slowly reveals that like this motherfucker is thinking 20 steps yeah. ahead. Um, and, uh, you know, they've given him cereal. So he's like eating yes. you know, a bowl of cereal while it's happening. And uh, his little monologue ends and like the music is ratcheting up and he goes, do you got any milk? And it is. Like, that's the act break line yeah. because it's so menacing. This, yes. like, uh, innocent question that he poses as, like, a sweet whatever. Yeah. Um, and, like, it, it's so compelling. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's just, you know, it's a, an impossible bar to hold another it TV is a show hard, up to. But. hard bar, but I don't think my bar... I love this show so much, and I love these characters so much. Yeah. I don't think my bar is that high. Yeah, sure. So when the show doesn't meet it, it's, like, it's a drag. And it... <laughs> These, we've talked about it. The, the mythology and the way the mythology is spelled out is is not always great. Yeah. It, when they're telling and not showing, the telling. And again, because we have this character that we have no reason to believe anything he says. Right. Like. And no real like attachment to the character either. No, other than he looks like Max, but. He looks he like Max, Max with a big fake beard on. Yeah. <laughs> so those those scenes are all rough, right? Yes. The, the so scenes... we do get the information that we need to make the cool things at the end of the episode cool. Right. However, we do have to plow through the one thing that they keep saying and made me chuckle almost every time. Yes. Which is the dictator. The dictator. The dictator. They could, should have just named him Thanos. Should have just named him Thanos. Like, should have just called him the Conqueror. Or or given him a name. Give him a give name. Him, just give him an alien name. It could be anything. The Dictator is not, that's not good. It's you know not what it good. Means? It's Sasha Baron Cohen is what it yes, is. It reminds me of Sasha Baron Cohen. And it also doesn't encapsulate, because also the word the Dictator, they're translating this to English. Sure. So like, it does, it's not a very good word for what this guy was. This guy was a god. Yeah. Yes. Essentially, he was a god who, vent who took who conquered. Conqueror is the right word. He was a god who took over a, co- a planet. Right. So that's not a. Di- I mean, yeah, I guess it it's kind a of is. But yeah, there, there's like there's a bigger word that needs to be there's used. There's a bigger word, and I think conqueror nails it. Yeah. It should be conqueror. Again, spoilers for Loki. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's not even in the world of Loki. I know. I know. We just know that because we are nerds. I mean, he refers to one of the things that he has been called as a conqueror. Okay. So it's not the conqueror, though. No, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so <sighs> the dictator is not a strong word for it. Yeah, and it it reads as silly m- most of the time when they're right. like the dictator did this and then the dictator did that. Um, like I I think it's interesting that he referred to. Um, Michael and Isabel's mothers as uh, the empath and oh, what was the other? He 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 gave them he like similar them similar to like the empath and the engineer or something yes, like that. Yes, engineer was it? Um, which like that kind of, and like the the parallel structure of that is cool, mm-hmm. but it just it feels like they just needed a stronger title than dictator. Well, an empath and engineer are so evocative. Yeah. Whereas the dictator is. Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> or it to me, it just felt like once we find out more about this person, this person is much more than just a yeah. fascist leader. Yes. Like this 
this being was able to walk through fire. That he himself created? Yeah, was able to burn the world and then walk through it and survive it. Like, that's pretty... That's something. That's something. That's something else. Something else. That's yeah. something beyond. Yeah. It's a god. It's a it's a god or a devil yes. or something. Honestly, the king would have been fine to yeah. me. Yeah. Like. Totally. But. A dictator. Dictator didn't work. But hopefully we won't have to hear dictator too many more times. Uh, Except one of our main characters is the <laughs> son of the dictator. The heir. I'm okay with the heir. <laughs> the heir. That's great. <laughs> I like the heir. I like the heir. The heir is good. Um. And it makes sense, or at least some, potentially it makes sense why Michael in a pod would be brought secretly to another planet. Yes. Um, so, I'm, like I said, the last five minutes of the show, from the scene where you find you figure out that Ma- Michael is the dictator's son, through the end of the episode, I was back in on this show. I'm telling you. I clapped, I think, multiple you did, times. You did. I but- was into it. <laughs> And again, smashing pumpkins, muzzle, bringing yes, it home. Exactly. So, like, it came together, but the a lot of the beginning of the show is Jones telling a story that's n- not. That's I. It's, it's not it's, very compelling. It's, it's not super compelling, and like, it's not verifiable from like an audience perspective. And I get like the characters are. You know, also saying that, right? Yes. Um, like, it, it is a point of conversation among our heroes, whether mm-hmm. uh, he's telling the truth or not. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. that I, I, It doesn't feel narratively more compelling just because our characters are also saying, is that true? Especially because whether Max dies or not is way more important to me than anything Jones could have to say. Right. So, like, if the... Co- I would... I wish that we, we should, Jones should be pleading to say something instead of have his heart cut out of him. Yeah. Yes. But in, but like, they're not putting that to Jones, but I feel like that would then, I'm interested Then that's a compelling scene of him. He's, he would say anything to get out of it, but like, or is he revealing all his secrets because the stakes are so high? Yeah. Like could have been unclear. But instead he doesn't know that they want to, they're thinking about cutting out his heart. Well, and like, why isn't Jones in this moment like I I he hasn't expressed why he's cooperating with them, right? Other than he no. wants to save He Max? does want to save Max and he is a prisoner. Right, sure. So it just feels like as like that character isn't super motivated. I don't I just don't understand like his whole deal mm-hmm. is uh is feels ill-defined right now, and I think that they're being like, ooh, it's mysterious. And I'm like, you, you, we just don't know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. It just feels like you you don't know what's happening. And then we have, because even if it was just like he was, if we had the dynamic, which isn't there in this episode, maybe we'll be well, now that it's been revealed, but the dynamic of he's scared of Michael, he looks to Isabel as the good cop who's going to help him. Right. He's, but that's not in there at all. Right. He doesn't treat either of them any differently from right. one another. Right, right, because he's got this like detached, like affected way of. But like, uh, like he kind of should be scared of Michael. Yeah, he should be. <laughs> he should be scared, but he's not scared. Um. Okay, so that's a big chunk of this. That's one of the storylines. But the right. good thing about this show is we don't only do that. No, we do so many other things, and some of yeah. them are really fun. 
every like every episode of this show, there's like five stories so going many on. Stories. Okay. You you already mentioned that uh, uh, Max potentially dying is more yes. interesting to you. It is also more interesting to uh, Maria. Yes. Who is now just on like a crash. A collision course uh, for like more vision. Like a suicide mission. Yeah. Oh, my God. In, like, a terrifying, upsetting kind of way. She uh, lures Max and Kyle mm-hmm. to the roof of the crashdown, yeah. uh, and she is going to throw herself off the roof and have Max catch her. Remember, this is the day after she was m- uh, assaulted yeah, in also, the Yeah, no, also, no more information about that. No. <laughs> Which, there's, Yeah. We better loop back around to we that. We better or loop back around to that. If that was just Those a random like guy, home invasion, that's even more scary. <laughs> I don't want them to, it to be random. I want it to be a story point because that's too upsetting that people in alien mass just show up and robbed her. Yeah, no, that's no good. Ugh. Okay, but no, sorry, we were on the roof. We're on the roof, and she's like, "I'm gonna throw myself off. Uh, that'll trigger another vision. Yes. Um, and Max, you catch me before I hit the ground. Yes." And uh, Max and Kyle are both like, um, we're not sure he can even do that right Max now. Max is good at healing people, but it kills yes. him. Yes. Killing people, and it makes him stronger. And electricity. And those are his things. Those are his things, and he's not good at any of them now because he's dying. And he's dying. So, like, the idea that in any, when he's even feeling well, that yeah. he could catch someone because at first I thought she was going to try to fall back on him, like to lit- he was going to literally catch her. Yeah, that's what like, I, okay, for some reason I, was, sure. I wasn't thinking powers either. Yeah. yeah, but no, she wants him to use kinetic energy, which he has never showed any facility with, to stop her before she hits the ground. See, and now OG Roswell Max could just like oh, boost yeah, her he up could, with, he some, just some with some wind powers. Yeah. <laughs> But it's okay. She throws herself off, off, off the roof against the, the protestations yeah, of Kyle out. and Max. Max is like, I don't think I could do this. Um, and she, four feet yeah. from the ground, is stopped in the air by Michael. Right. And she's pissed because she's like, how dare you fucking stop me? Your brother, or Max was supposed to stop me. Right. And she's like, if, if I would have done this with you, except I wouldn't have been scared because I know you would catch me because your power is unlimited. Which, have we talked about that before? Or no. there being no limit on Michael's power, is that No, new? but I kind of liked it. I mean, it, of course, it it was a setup for the later right. part of the episode. But I liked it because it shows that Maria pays more attention to Michael than yeah. most people. Yeah. Which is true. Probably other than Alex, no one else pays as much attention to him. And probably even more attention than Michael is paying to himself. Exactly. Like, yeah. And Isabel loves Michael, but she doesn't, she's, she's paying more attention to Max. Right. But we know that using his powers drains Max, and we've never seen that with Michael. That's true. That is true. Which is a little different than unlimited powers, but is... Yeah, it suggests a like higher degree of yes. power proficiency. Yes. Um, but, so in, uh, th- in... She didn't have a vision. No. Um, and she thinks it's because she was caught by a different... <laughs> no, she thinks it's because she never got scared enough. Yeah, but she didn't know he was down there. Right, but she, I guess it didn't get close enough to the ground. She was like four feet away. I don't know. It doesn't, uh, it I, doesn't. Her plan, none of it made sense. Well, and so then like her follow-up plan, plan of action to this is to have Kyle inject her with uh, adrenaline. Yes. And just chemically trigger a vision. Which it does. 
Well, we think we don't, we don't see, see we don't see a vision. vision. We yeah. see we see her we like see her bleed from her mouth a little bit. Nose. Yeah. Um. And you know, Kyle does like set up like okay if. if these three things happen. We got to call nine one one and like yeah. And also danger. he's like, I will lose my license. But <laughs> yeah, I, I will go to jail. He says. Yeah, he does say I'll go to jail, which is valid. Um. So yeah, that's the cliffhanger of the episode. But that was a that storyline works for me. Sure. Okay. I, like, all right. I mean, it's it, Maria is off off her rocker. She's out of her mind. She's out yeah, of her mind. Right. But, that's where she is right now, and I'm. I'm. Let's go. Yeah, let's let's go there. Okay, now. So I like this. We do a, a storyline that didn't work. A storyline yeah. that did work. Now let's do another storyline right, that didn't work. What was another work. one that we weren't loving? Alex. I don't. What is happening to Alex? Because he. Okay. Last time we saw him, previous episode, he was letting his uh, much hotter now than he used to be yep. boyfriend, uh, Forrest. Yep. Uh, fail to recruit him for yeah. this secret organization. Forrest goes off on his own. He stood there like crying, watching him drive away. Yep. Watching him go away on this uh, land of enchantment yes. bus uh, bus line, whatever. Um, and then Alex hanging out at the crash down? At the crash down. At the crash down. Um, uh, someone slips him a card with slips a message. Slips him a card and knocks over his drink. Right. And the drink reveals a message on the card. Yes. Which is lat- longitude and latitude yes. uh, coordinates. And he goes to yep. those coordinates. Uh, and there's like a secret base facility mm-hmm. thing there. Uh, and he goes in. To a room with no doorknobs. To a room with no doorknobs. Which is so cool. And there's, yeah, well, it, and unnerving. And we were both, we both yeah. saw it right away. And we're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and there's uh, another man there. Yes. And some furniture and like, yep. kind of that's it. Um, and the, the other man is like, uh, I, hey, are you, are you here for, you know, the. Yeah, the same psychological th- test. Yeah, there's a psychological test. It's supposed to be pretty brutal. Um, and, uh, you know, they like chat, uh, air force stuff for a second. Um, and then, uh, the air starts getting sucked out of the room. Mm -hmm. Um, and like the lights also turn off, right? Or the lights are red or something. Um, and it turns out that the psychological test is actually maybe just to spot the differences, like highlights. Yeah. It's more like a detective test. Yeah. Cause he's just had, what, what do you think? Michael or Alex had to do to get out of that. Just notice that something was wrong. I think he had to figure out that it was like saw and that the other guy was the just p- that the other guy was was a plant. in on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's all he had to do and just say it. Yeah. And then they let him in. Well, I think by the time you get the invitation to something like that, you're already pretty much in. So this is the whole part of it that like doesn't really make sense to me. Is this a psychological screening or is it just like seeing if he's got like the detective prowess? I think it's to... a detective test. Okay. I don't think it's a psych. I mean, I don't know what happens if he doesn't figure it out. Maybe they see if you can withstand. Like, do they let people pass out? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, and also like, what other choice do they have if they can't break out of the room? Like, they just pass out and then. And then what? <laughs> like then they wake up in their beds at home and then they didn't make it into deep sky? Yeah, maybe. Or they just die right there. Or they die. I don't know. But Alex figured it out. Alex figures it out because there are no hornets in the air force. Yep. I don't know what that means. Is that what is a hornet? Is a is that a it's jet a type of some of kind? Okay. Yeah, type of flight. Type of... <laughs> <laughs> it's a flight type. No, it's a type of jet, I believe. Yeah. Anyway, they don't exist in the air force. Yes, that and he recognizes that something's wrong with the guy's 
uh, insignia. Yeah. So he puts it together. But it's crazy to me that this guy is also like in charge of what's going on at Deep Sky. It's not like another like actor or agent or whatever. He's like the guy in charge. Yeah. <laughs> Who's administering this test? I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I did. I don't think I might because this was very short. The storyline. This is true. Yeah. And it ends with he gets a mysterious bo- a mysterious thing that turns on one minute every 47 days. Every like, 108 minutes he has to yeah, type in these numbers. Yeah, whatever, or the world exactly. Will end. Yeah. Which I'm like, okay. And this could end up being alien related or not, but like it could. Um, so I'm good for him. He's got, he's got projects to do. And it's, this is better than working for his dad's secret evil organization. Absolutely. So, I just don't understand how this out, Al- how Alex got yes. to the beginning of this episode from the end of last episode, or maybe I just completely misinterpreted what was happening. Like, did he, was he faking him? Was he faking his boyfriend out? I don't know. Cause he had a whole sad goodbye with his boyfriend, but now he works for the same place his boyfriend works. Was his boyfriend, was his boyfriend leaving to go work for well, Dark he also Sky, had or, a book or was tour. he going on his book tour? So maybe that's it. Maybe he was just saying he goodbye. Was just going, but why was he disappointed that Alex wasn't on the bus to go to a book tour? I don't know. <laughs> I, all right. Or maybe I'm just putting, maybe we were supposed to just, he was just saying goodbye to his boyfriend because he was going on a book tour. But he wasn't saying goodbye. He was watching like was mysteriously watching from a sadly. distance. Yeah. It does not make sense. It feels no. like they hadn't decided what in their, I feel like two different writers, one writer wrote, like he decided not to do deep sky. Right. And then the next week it was like, it was like um, exquisite corpse, but the person just said, fuck that. Oh, fuck that. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. I want him to do deep sky. It's more interesting. I mean, what it feels like is that it feels like the first episode of the season was a pilot. Yes. And then when they got to like writing the series, they were like, oh, some of these things aren't, we got to kind of, you know, wiggle them around and like change them. It's not super fun to have Alex not work for this organization. No, it's totally, I want Alex to work for that organization. Of course. (laughs) Of course. It's a terrible personal decision for him. It's going to get him killed or something, but it's more fun. It's more fun. I mean, because I would love Alex to find, to, to get a message from the other planet about the evil dictator. Yeah, that would be incredible. And then... Oh, my God. And understand that his ex-boyfriend is the heir? Yes. Come on! That's, that's what I want. Um, so, hopefully we'll get it. So, this is a, a, another storyline, sort of like Jones, where the ends justify the means for Yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. But, man, the, those means... <laughs> The means in both of the in both these stories. All right, I'm just gonna remember the good things, like yeah. the no doorknobs. That was pretty good. Um, other stories in here. Okay, we have. So we've got we Liz. The, we have the tale of the two one night stands. Right, which is great. Yes. Again, I love that they keep those two like tied together. Those yes. two one night stands tied together. Um, Max wakes up to find someone reading his manuscript. That's. I mean, he did type it up and leave it on the counter. Yeah, in his home. In his home. He was not expecting someone he was to not, read it. He was not. Um, <sighs> it takes some gentle ribbing about it. But she's also complimentary. That's true. That's true. Because um, she's essentially like, oh, I thought it was going to suck. 
but then, but th- then three sentences, sentences in, in. <laughs> I was like, it's pretty good. Um, but she read his whole manuscript. Uh, and then we find out she's a reporter, which that's interesting, too. Yeah. A reporter who's like moonlighting as a singer at the bar. Right. Because she was singing. at yeah, the Yeah, she was singing at the bar. But I think that's just what she does for fun. OK. <laughs> right. But she, yeah, she's a reporter. Right. Who's there to investigate. We think racial crimes and the cops. Right. Yes. Well, apparently the new and I don't this was also done so sideways. We find out from because Kyle's mom is leaving Roswell. Right. That she's been voted out. Right. And there's a new guy. And apparently he's a racist. But like we didn't learn that in a we learned that in a real sideways. I assume assume we're going to meet this sheriff at some point. Right. I mean, it is. As sideways as us discovering at the beginning of the episode that Max is still he working for the sheriff's department. Well, he's back. Yeah. He got fired and somehow he got his job back. Yeah, that's wild. Maybe it's because he's a white man. Uh, well, 100%. <laughs> Insane. That's ab- ab- And look, I just wanted him to be tending bar still. I loved him tending bar. It I just wanted him wearing a, a tight black shirt. It was good. Not being a cop. It was a good time when he was doing that. So um, he does meet up with his reporter rock star girlfriend again at the yes. end of the episode, and she sees him in uniform, mm-hmm. which is obviously a problem. She does not love it. No. She's not happy to see that uniform. She knows ACAB. Yeah. And she's kind of like, oh, I wish I could unhave sex with you. <laughs> but, but she can't. She can't. <laughs> <laughs> she can't. That's not how it works, unfortunately. Uh. And so that's okay. So that's that's that one night stand, yes. right? Uh, and then there's the other one, which is Liz and Heath. Yes, Heath. God bless him. Can't make breakfast. Okay, Heath grew on me this episode because he just loses all the time. And I think that if he can just lose all the time, I can I can stand to have him around. This is what I was trying to say last week, <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't buying it last week, but this week I see it. He okay. He makes the most disgusting looking burnt e- eggs I've ever seen. Using too big of a pan. Too big of a pan. Not enough eggs. Not and not enough eggs. Uh, carrying the pan around throughout the yeah, house. Yeah, he brings the pan of disgusting eggs into the dining room or wherever Liz's bra is. What well, was going? On? I don't. Did they fuck on that table? Maybe, or he he was carrying the bra around. It's not clear what's going on. No, it doesn't scene. make any sense. And he's walking around in his pants and no shirt. Which right. I guess she borrowed his shirt, but still, it feels weird that he has his pants on. I yeah. I feel like he should be in his boxer shorts. Yeah, I agree with that. But whatever. It's for the show. Right. And he says he looked for frozen waffles. He's pretty good at making frozen waffles. Yes. Which means this guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Learn to scramble a fucking egg. It's very easy. Google it. It's not. No, it's not hard at it's all. It's not that hard. Um. But he sort of makes up for it. Yes. The next day, because Liz is all fucking stressed out. Yeah. Um, because the samples that she got in from like Libya or wherever, yeah. um, are no good. Not mm-hmm. able to, not close enough to alien DNA yeah. to do what she wants. Which, to what do. did she think in Libya was close I to aliens? Know. I don't know. How did she possibly think she was ever going to recreate alien experiments with know. anything else than alien DNA? It's very funny to me that they keep talking about like the resource that she had in Roswell. Um, and it's just like, oh yeah, it access to this like super unique DNA yeah. that I won't tell you anything about. No. And it's just like, okay. Okay. Um, 
so yeah, she's she's like I I, I can never get what what I lost uh, in in Roswell. All of my samples burned up, uh, and so Heath comes back later with a bottle of rum. Yep. That uh, had disappeared for a while, but is now back because the wood used to make the barrels came came from an extinct tree that they then found like growing again somewhere else. Yep. So they were able to bring the rum back. Therefore. Anything that you think you lost forever could still be out there yeah. somewhere. Which is very nice of him. Especially because she was kind of testy and mean when she was frustrated about the samples. She was, but also, I mean, if if you are ever hanging out with someone and they are looking into a microscope and you ask them a question and they snap back at you, you take the cue and you're just like, yeah. all right, we'll talk later. They're busy. <laughs> They're busy. Fair. Um. And yeah, so I guess him saying that that rum thing mm-hmm. just points her back to like, oh yeah, just go back to where you know yeah. there are aliens. Talk to the aliens. Yeah, get it from the aliens. Um, and so the big reveal at the very end of the episode is she does go back to Roswell. And she runs into Max outside the crashdown. Oh boy, which is very exciting. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, one more story left here. Yes. Rosa. Oh, Rosa. And, sorry, is his name Grant? Wyatt. Wyatt. Wyatt Long. Wyatt. Who has lost all of his memories? Ten years of memories. And possibly his personality. Yes, and he looks like a different person, which you say is just acting. and I, I think so. But it's intense. So, and I already, I think I said this on our podcast about Roswell. But if not, I said it to you, and I do believe it. I think he had a crush on her in high school. Yes, totally. Like, when he was, like, saying how he recognized that she wrote, wrote in her shoes and stuff, I was like, you notice that about someone you have a crush on. Yeah. So I think he had a crush on her in high school, so now he's reverted back to that. Yes. So essentially, this is Wyatt if his sister never died. Yes. But who knows if he knows his sister is dead? It's not clear. It, it it isn't clear. I mean, it also seems like he he's not harboring any because Kyle and uh, Rosa are both will not let uh, amnesiac Wyatt uh, forget that he comes from racist rednecks yes. um, and that he himself is a, a is a bigot. Yeah. Um. They will not, even though this dude seemingly has no sense of self. No. Um. They're just like, oh, by the way, you're a racist piece of shit all yeah. all the time. And Kyle's like, uh, if you want to find out, if you want to get your memories back, you have to go hang out with other racists because that's what you are a racist. Hang out with your friends, the racist piece of shit. That's how you'll ever know. Go back to your routines. It's I don't I mean it it's a fucking look I guess but like I don't know like a little compassion to the guy who doesn't appear to be racist oh, right now. Oh, you know where this storyline's going. I they're, know they're gonna give him lots of compassion, and he shows up where <laughs> Rosa is tagging a building to give her art supplies. Right, because he noticed she was drawing on her yeah, shoes. He notices, so he is. Without any of his memories, he's kind of a sweet guy. Yeah. So we'll see how this goes. Do you, this is important, ship it? It's tough. Reluctantly, I do. I don't want him ever to get his memories back, though. Because I, I don't know that I'm care. I don't know if I care for the story of redemption of a once bigoted, especially the guy that we've seen him be. Yeah. I don't know that I want a redemption arc for him. So 
if he never gets his memories back, I can ship it. But if he gets his memories back and then he's conflicted about it, go on some other show. I'm not interested on my show. Uh, I'm kind of okay with it. If, okay. He, if he gets his memories back um, and rejects who he was during that time. Oh, but then he's still the same guy who did things, who was racist, to, who almost killed Liz. Yeah. Who was. Uh, yeah. I who, mean. Who I, almost killed Liz multiple times. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I don't know if I can ship that guy with Rosa. No, that's tough. That is tough to to ship them still. I, I guess what I was saying is I'm okay if that's what the show does. Oh, the storyline. I'm okay with that. Is, as yeah. A sto- yeah, I'm open to that as a storyline for sure. I just don't know that I will still ship him and Rosa at that point. I think I will be done. But as long as he's a uh, clean slate, Wyatt. Yeah. It's, it's shippable. He does seem so. like a sweet boy now. Yeah, he does seem like a sweet boy. Um, Are there other like sh- ships happening? I guess we kind of covered them all. Um, but like Kyle, poor Kyle, still just like alone and being taken advantage of by everyone. And just having like heart to heart talks with people. (sighs) I hope he's got something good coming up for him. Something exciting, like something that'll give his life more meaning. (laughs) I mean, maybe he's about to be arrested for injecting his friend with adrenaline. And then he could go work for Deep Sky. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I could get him out of prison. Um, yeah, no, like I said, the end of this episode, we've got Michael is the son of the evil conqueror. I don't want his name to be dictator. Uh, Too bad. His name Um, is the dictator. He's the heir to the dictator. We have Maria is having a horrible reaction to the or a reaction to the adrenaline, possibly a vision. Yeah. Um, Max and Liz see each other again. It's a good confluence of events. It makes me want to watch the next episode, like, badly. Yeah, me too. Set to a great song, The Smashing Pumpkins. Yes. <laughs> Which, again, I'm, like, 95% sure is called Muzzle. <laughs> but You it called mu- it, it Muzzle might... so confidently at the beginning that you shouldn't back off it now. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm, that's my, I, I believe that's the name of the song. Okay. It's towards the end of the first disc of Melancholy, right either after or right before Galapagos. I think it's called Muzzle. I think you should do a re-listen. Yeah. I think, I think that I have it's to. time. Right. Um, but yeah, no, this is, a, this is a fun episode. Yeah, it was. I'm glad, I was going to say, I'm glad we watched it, but like yeah. that's what the show is. That's, we, do that, we do that no matter what, but this was, yeah, this was a good couple of episodes. And again, considering how for 20 minutes this episode, I was unhappy. Yes. I'm pretty happy now. Going into multiple commercial breaks going, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I was like, we can't have two good episodes in the same week. And then I was like, no. Once, no. Yeah. It, it, last five minutes. That's right. Hold it all together. <laughs> I love Michael is from an evil man. Yeah. Michael sticking his hand into the fire. Very exciting. So exciting. Give me more of that. Yes. Ooh. ooh, ooh. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, let's talk next week. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Welcome Back to Roswell. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts or follow us on uh, social media. We're at Roswell Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Take care and have a great week.